And now, welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Alrighty. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, and Breaker. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Chad? Not much. Uh, and unfortunately, like I said, you know, unfortunately tonight, conspicuous by his absence is Mr. 24-7 DJ. Working those late hours, so good for him working those extra hours. And, you know, hopefully we'll catch up with him during the week. So, Monday Night Raw is in the books. Yes, it is. Definitely going to be uh, discussing that very shortly. See what we thought about it and if we agree to disagree on a lot of our grades, which sometimes we do. And like I said, also going to be talking about um, Night of Champions, which is, uh, I believe, what's today, the 17th? Yep. So it's 10 days away, not 9. Ten days away, excuse me. Ten days away. I don't know why I keep thinking it's, uh, it was, it was earlier. I don't know, just, don't mind me. But, um, so, I mean, if we're ready to, we're ready to talk about it, you know, we can get going. Okay. Um, who's first? Um, I'll start off. Okay. Nope, it started off with, uh. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn kicking off Monday Night Raw. Okay. Go I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good promo. Those guys have always uh, been good on the mic as far as I'm concerned. You know, they're talking about their Night of Champions match against Roman and Solo. And um, you know, then they got interrupted by the Judgment Day, which I thought was, you know, pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking, I was... You know, looking forward to seeing something like that eventually, but we'll get into that, uh, you know, later on in a different show. But um, I thought it was a good promo. And um, Judgment Day, you know, they're good on the mic as well. I love it when they won't let Dominic talk, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, Sammy kind of led up to that. Rhea just having, you know, we got a little physical. She decked Kevin Owens, so it was like, well, I mean, I, I can understand why they're not, uh, you know. Now, maybe I can understand, maybe I can't, you know. When she wants guys to, you know, she gets in her face and she wants them to get physical, but I don't think WWE is looking forward to seeing, you know, a guy put his hands on a woman in, uh, in wrestling and stuff, but that's just up to them. So, but I thought the promo was good overall. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, yeah, it was all right. I like the uh, intensity that Sami Zayn brought. Um, kind of talking about, you know, how Roman Reigns has been protected and, you know, he doesn't really have a... He's never done anything on his own um, and, and all that stuff. And then at Judgment, Judgment Day come down after last week's little competition with Imperium. Obviously, this is not a tag team that's going to just fight one tag team over and over and over again. They're already showing that they're going to be taking on any and all comers. 
Um, this little confrontation they had did lead up to a match later on in the night where it was Finn Balor and Damian Priest, the best of the Judgment Day, arguably. Um, taking on Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to that one later in the show. But yeah, I mean, it was a good, solid promo. Um, have we seen better promos starting off Monday Night Raw? A absolutely. Have we seen... Whoops, what the hell happened? Last week's little competition with uh, what Imperium. What the fuck? Okay. And I like this whole thing. Um, and like I said, it, it's been better, it's been worse. Um, I, I get the opening a B-. minus. Okay. After that, we then went to a singles match, which was set up last on the previous Monday Night Raw's um, show with uh, Miz trying to get Shinsuke to team up with him. Instead, Shinsuke said, no, it's me and you one-on-one, -on -one, mano y mano, and then he said something in Japanese, and I don't know what he said. Probably one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so it was Shinsuke Nakamura taking on the A-lister, The Miz. Um, if we, if we get any more of these matches, I'm really going to be disappointed. Um, not that I don't like The Miz, and not that I'm okay with Shinsuke, but I don't need to see a feud between these two. A feud between these two isn't doing anything for either one of them. Um, I mean, I know The Miz is a four-time Grand Slam champion, He's at the career where he's not going to be any type of champion again, but I'm tired of seeing him getting buried and losing. He's almost getting to that Baron Corbin, Chad Gable category. Um, and once again, the Miz, or sorry, Shinsuke beating the Miz does really not much for Shinsuke. I mean, it's not building him in any way other than just getting him on TV. And and once again, yes. I will correct myself. The audience was into his entrance. They, you know, hum along, whatever along to, to Nakamura's music. But to me, it's not the same. Thought it was stupid and Rick Boog started playing the guitar. But then I got used to it. Now it just, it's just not the same for me. I, I give this whole thing a C-. minus. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, this match does nothing for either one of them. It's just, you know, something, and I can't say something to fill time, but it was just, you know, a match that they put together because of the confrontation they had last week where Shinsuke wanted, you know, mano y mano in the back and everything, and Miz accepted. Yeah, I know. It's, I agree with you about, you know, with Miz losing all the time, and the man's a bona fide Hall of Famer, so I don't know why they're, you know, they continue to do that to him, just, you know, Keep, I can't say putting the young guys over because Shinsuke is not a young guy, but right. he, he's just putting a lot of people over now, and I guess that's what he's happy with. So I gave it a C plus. Okay. Then we after that they then had they then showed Imperium. Um, look, excuse me. That was my my cheeseburger dinner help jumping up on me again. Um. As was Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci, and Gunther all coming down to the ring. Um, Gunther stepped on top of the table. 
And we then had the Battle Royal to um, determine the number one contender for the IC title. Trib, you're up. Uh, I thought the I thought with Gunther coming out, you know, it was uh, it was you know, it was pretty interesting. It was the first first time back, first time on Monday Night Raw since the draft. I'm getting to like Gunther and Imperium more and more each week. Um, I really didn't give the um, his entrance and stuff uh, an official grade because it really wasn't, you know, long enough. Well, it was all together. That's that's yeah. how I introduced it. Yep. And then the Battle Royal. Well, the Battle Royal was 20 guys. I mean, it was, you know, Corbin got eliminated very early, which was part of the course. You know, we all had our picks who we thought was going to win, and, you know, they all ended up, our picks got eliminated. But I was surprised until I spoke to you and you cleared it up for me that um, Mustafa Ali was the winner. And um, I sat back the other day and I said, well, I think it's a, I think it's uh, the right, and I think for WWE, you know, giving Mustafa Ali this little push, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Intercontinental Champion, but I think he'll give uh, Gunther a pretty decent match. Not a you know not a great match, but a pretty decent match. But overall, I give the whole thing a C minus. Oh wow! Okay, that low. Okay, all right. Daryl, thanks for tuning in. Um, oh. uh, sorry, I had to fix myself. My uh, wheelchair started roll. Are you drinking liquid butter? No. <laughs> That's what it's sorry. It just looks like liquid margin in that bottle. Um Yeah, showing me that close doesn't make it any different. <laughs> right, it still looks like liquid margin. It oh, looks like no. that shit we used to pour out of the containers and um make buffalo sauce. Um I don't know, I like this I'm gonna say Based on your grade and my grade, I like this this whole thing a hell of a lot more than you did. Um, Gunther coming out and just not having to step on a chair, but just stepping right up on the table. I was I I don't know. It it sometimes it's the little things that that are like wow okay yeah that's you know that's pretty agile him doing then kind of stand there introduce himself. Said he dominated everybody on SmackDown. Now he's gonna dominate everybody on Raw. Then we had the you know the competitors come down. One came down and then went to commercial break, and the last two came down. And for a TV battle royal, we kind of got what we normally would get, just a little bit longer. Um. I forgot who the first one tossed out was, but Baron Corbin tossed somebody out, and then he got tossed out. But Baron Corbin, I don't, I don't remember him being in shorts that often. So that, no. that looked weird. But there was some, just you know, there was a couple, you know, a couple nice little, you know, face-offs in there. Um, Alpha Academy going face to face with the Viking Raiders. Um, Bronson Reed, Matt Riddle getting knocked off the apron by Ali to, to let him win. J.D. McDonough getting tossed over, and then Dolph Ziggler getting tossed over. And then J.D. McDonough attacking Ziggler, and 
smacking his head into the steel stairs. I know there's a lot that went on in this teasing of a lot of feuds. So not only did we get our number one contender for the IC title, but we easily could have just induced to two or three more feuds, um, new feuds that we haven't seen that maybe they can use and build on. Um, but we'll just we'll just have to see going forward. And uh, yeah, I like this whole thing a heck of a lot better than you did. I actually gave the whole thing a B. Okay. And then after that, um, Ms. The Man, Becky Lynch, came out to address the situation with Trish Stratus. Um, came out, and, and I know they mentioned it ringside, but she came out with, like, I don't mean a whole different look, because she still came out, although, I don't know. I mean, she had a very, very, like, quote-unquote, loose-fitting pair of pants on. And, and I don't know if it's just me, but she just looks like she's losing more weight. Um, doesn't nowhere near as, quote-unquote, thick as she used to be. Um, so we'll we'll just we'll, we'll have to see you know next time she's in a wrestling gear if it's just the clothes that she was dressed in or, or not. But even the look on her face just looked different. She right. genuinely looked pissed off. Like the look she had on her face when she became the man after Nia Jax popped her in the face and it was blood all running down her face. And she was up in the stands, and her arms went out. So if if they're going to go back to the... I know she's been called the man, but if she's going to go back to the character she was when they first introduced the man, and the women's divisions better better watch it out, because that, that one was somebody you did not want to mess with. Not this emotional kind of dating back to when she lost her title to Asuka when she pronounced that she was pregnant. Getting all emotional and crying and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked the whole thing about it and everything. She challenged Trish Stratus to a second non-championship match at Night of Champions. And I guess next week, I think they're teasing the contract signing or face-to-face between the two of them. Yep. So we'll have to see if that really happens or not. Um, but yeah, I gave the whole thing an A-. minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I I liked Becky's promo. You know, it, it got to the point, like you said, I agree. If she went back to the old Becky Lynch, then the women's division is going to be in in big trouble. You know, she's she's coming after Trish. Um, would I like to see Lita show up and be outside the ring? No, not really, but I have a feeling she probably might be there anyway. You never know. No, nah, I don't think so. But um, I thought it was good. She got right to the point. She challenged Trish, like you said, you know, to a second um, non-title match at Night of Champions. And um, the contract signing is Monday night, so I think it's going to be—I uh, think it's going to be pretty physical in that contract signing. So 
because Becky is quite pissed. But I, I enjoyed it. I gave it a B plus. Oh, okay. After that, we then went to a um, singles match between Dominic Mysterio and Xavier Woods. Trivia, what did you think? I, I thought this was uh, a pretty good match. I mean, it was similar. I mean, you know, the, I mean, I can't say it was similar to the last match, but it was nice to see um, a good match. I thought, I thought it was good. I mean, Dom's improved quite a bit in the ring as far as I'm concerned. Um, but just some of the expressions and everything that Rhea Ripley has on during that match when Dom almost gets the three count and, you know, he ended up getting the, getting the W against Xavier Woods. But I, I thought it was a good match. I mean, you know, both guys are, I can say kind of evenly matched, even though Xavier Woods does have the experience over him. Um, but I, th- I, th- I thought it was a pretty good match. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, I'll start off by saying this is another match that we had totally a different opinions on. Um, and I'm going to right off the bat disagree with you. I don't think Dominic Mysterio is anywhere near as good as Xavier Woods in the ring. Not just experience. I just mean talent-wise. He's just not as talented. He's not as good on the mic. Um, maybe his hairstyle is, is, isn't as good as Xavier Woods. Um, his ring gear isn't as good as Xavier Woods. In every facet, I don't think he's anywhere close to Xavier Woods, personally. Um, that's my opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. Some stink more than others. Um, but this match was just, I, I don't know. I mean... I'm just getting tired of the the outside things with with Rhea Ripley, and it's just okay. It's the heel way of doing it. They get protected on the outside of the ring, and this and that and that and this, and you know Dominic winning be, because of something that doesn't happen in the ring, happens outside the ring. I'm I'm tired of it. Um, Xavier Woods. I mean, he goes from a couple weeks ago to having an absolutely A of a match against Gunther, and and now he's downgraded to losing to Dominic? Uh, did not like it. Didn't think the match was that really. The, it was just an average match at best. Um, but really, because I just totally disagreed with the outcome, I gave the match a C-. minus. Okay. Then after that, we had the main roster debut of Indusheer, um, which, if you don't know, is led by Jinder Mahal, uh, but Indusheer is Veer Mahan and Sanga, or Sanja, who just got brought up from NXT in the draft. And were put on Monday Night Raw. Um, and they faced, um, I don't know if they list their names here at all. Um, one second, my look. Oh, there it is. Um, Cotton Candy Seller 
and Q-Tip Maker. Um, those were the two yeah. guys that they wrestled against. And, I mean, I've already talked longer about this match than the actual match. Um, the only thing that happened was it showed that Indusheer can beat up two nobodies. Um, and that's kind of how Beer Mahan started in the WWE, beating up a bunch of nobodies. I, I don't know why WWE does this. Um, I would rather have them seen their make their debut. I mean, against I don't know, Angel and Humberto. I, I mean, somebody. Um, whatever. Lothotoros or whatever they call them. I mean, somebody. You know, a low-level tag team. Um, but they didn't. They just have them going against probably two local independent wrestlers from in and around Greensboro, North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just, eh, it was a C for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think when they put them in the ring against formidable opponents, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough match, but I think, I think they're going to make some noise in the tag team division on Monday Night Raw. They put them, you know, I mean, if you want to make them look powerful, don't put them in the ring against two schmucks. You know, put them in the ring against somebody that's established to see how, you know, how strong they, they, they really look. Because I think them and, you know, against the Viking Raiders or against Alpha Academy, I think that would be a, a pretty tough match for them. But I didn't really care too much for the match. I knew that they were going to just annihilate these two guys. I gave it a C-. minus. Okay. We then came back to the highly anticipated Cody Rhodes um, responding to his second attack from Brock Lesnar. Trivia, what'd you think? I, he, I don't know. It's it's just getting to the point now where I'm I'm starting to think like you now. I really don't. I'm tired of seeing it. I mean. I think this match against Brock Lesnar, it's a, it's a, a fight. Um, they didn't really say it was going to be a street fight or if it was just going to be an all-out fight. I don't know. But, um, you know, even though even Cody is he, as good as he is on the mic, I just, you know, he basically talks about the same thing, every promo. And I just, you know, I was hoping to hear Lesnar's music, you know, to come out and, make it a little bit more interesting, but Brock wasn't there. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to their match on the 27th to see what's going to happen, but I gave it, I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, I did like it a little bit more than you. Not, not much more than you. And, you know, he brought intensity. The crowd cheered. The crowd did their, whoa, um, that they do for him, and it was rather loud, and, uh, I, I mean, was I expecting Brock to come out? No, not, not really. Um, he had already done two weeks in a row, and he's gonna be on next week's go-home show, so he knew he wasn't gonna do four weeks in a row. God forbid some, you know, Brock Lesnar show up on four TV shows in a row. Woohoo! No way! Um... But, you know, it, it's, 
I mean, the only thing is, is, and I know it's not going to be able to come from Cody, but I'm hoping when they have a face-to-face -face next week, we could finally get a clear-cut reason as to why Brock Lesnar attacked him in the first place. Okay, the second time, okay, he got busted open by the turnbuckle and Cody Rhodes got the cheap pin. Okay, so he's angry, but why did this start? What happened? Is it because he's pissed off that he's not in the main event of WrestleMania and Cody Rhodes was? It's the only thing you could possibly think, but I, I just kind of... For this feud to make sense, I, I need that last part. I know the what, the what, the what, the where, the who, and the how, and the when, but I, I just need to know the why. Um, so I'm hoping we get that in, in some way, shape, or form. And uh, like I said, I liked it slightly better than you. I gave it a low B. All right. Well, according to Corey Graves, he was saying the reason for the attack was, you know, like you said, you know, he he should have been higher up on the card for that pay-per-view. He was the opening match, and Cody was the main event. And, you well, know, yes, Lesnar was... That, that, that yeah. just has not come from Brock Lesnar. Brock right. Lesnar hasn't... We can speculate all we want until it comes from Brock or there's, yep. you know, a sit-down interview where, you know, in the backstage, so why did you attack Cody Rhodes? Well, because he's a son of a bitch who took my spot. Okay, Fine, we didn't know. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to what was supposed to be the women's tag team match. Um, championship match of Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan against Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. But Liv Morgan, was, it was announced by Adam Pierce that she was not medically cleared to wrestle. Um... I have a little bit of news about that coming up in Nuggies News. And it was then determined that Chelsea Green was going to face Raquel Rodriguez one-on-one. -on -one. Trivia, what do you got? Well, I wasn't really too wild about this match when they first announced it. You know, Raquel versus Chelsea Green, because I still don't think Chelsea Green's all that great in the ring. And, um, well, you know, Sonya was going to be out there, obviously. And it was... It was an okay match. I mean, you know, after after it was over, Raquel going out, walking back to the locker room, always backing up when she's walking back towards the locker room area. And she got attacked by Ronda and, and Shayna, which, you know, kind of surprised me because we haven't seen them around in a while. So, you know, is this going to, is this going to make for a, a feud down the road somewhere between her, between them and the women's tag team champions? Possibly, and uh, like I said, I, I, you know, I'll, we'll hear more about Liv Morgan's injury on Nuggie's news. But I gave the match a C minus. Okay, yeah, I mean the match was okay. I, I mean, um, once again, I'll say it. I mean Chelsea Green. I mean, it, it's it's not a game of leaps and bounds with her. It's baby steps, and like she did the the backcracker she did. Looked looked pretty good. Um, there were a couple of the moves that she sold rather well, um, and then she just falls back. You know, she goes up two steps and tumbles back down the stairs when she 
goes to go and throw an elbow into the corner, and <laughs> she kind of stutters a little bit, giving Raquel the extra time to get out of the corner. It's just things like that she's got to work on. The only way she's going to work on is to be more active in the ring. Um, and then Raquel Rodriguez, I mean, she's just, a, you know, a powerful woman. Um, the only thing kind of athletic she does is when she goes up and she kind of had a little hiccup with that. Um, normally she goes right up to the middle rope and then bounces off, but she kind of did a stutter step, went up one rope, then up another, and then did her little dive, twirly, twisting off the rope. You know, eh, eh, even that looked a little bit fumbled. Um, so yeah, I mean, I totally agree with the grade. Um, Rhonda and Shayna uh, attacking Raquel afterwards. Yes, it was not expected. Nothing had been said. There had been no rumors. We just knew that from past thoughts was that Rhonda and Shayna were going to be tag team champs at some point. Um, and then Rhonda had the arm injury that kind of stopped their momentum. Um, but now maybe your arm's totally healed and, and maybe this is something we'll see, you know, after, you know, Night of Champions or maybe, who knows, at this point, maybe it'll be at Night of Champions. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with your grade of a C minus. Okay. Um, we then had, I think it happened over two different segments, um, Corey Graves' interview with Seth Rollins. Um, I I don't know if you graded this at all or no. Okay. Um, I mean, I thought it was really good. Um, and I'll have a little bit more about this, why those interviews were taped and everything, and also in Nuggies News. All right. <clears throat> we then went to the main event of the... No, it wasn't the main event of the evening. Sorry. Went to the... Oh, yeah, the main event of the evening. Sorry, I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, as it was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens taking on the Judgment Day. Um, a little bit earlier in the night, um, Roman Reigns had been seen um, talking to Imperium and then you saw him say, you know, call Roman Reigns into his phone. Um, so, and this match started out in A. One thing I was glad about Dominic being in a singles match earlier in the match, earlier in the night, meant for certain that he was not going to be involved in this match. At least as part of the tag team. It was Finn Balor and Damian Priest, the upper echelon, obviously, of the men's side of... Judgment Day, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And we... Jesus, this wheelchair's just not cooperating today. We got a really good match. Right off the bat. Um, I, I, you know, just watching Damian Priest closely in in every match that he's in, I, I mean, I... I mean, I like Judgment Day as a whole... But if they started to crumble and pieces spewed off and Damien Priest went on his own, I, I wouldn't mind. But, uh, you know, that, that that's another conversation for another show. Um, Sammy did his typical Sammy stuff. Kevin Owens comes in with the hot tag and just goes crazy. 
and just, you know, attacks everybody. Then Finn yelled to the back for Rhea and Dominic to come down, so obviously they were going to get involved. Paul Heyman came out and like, oh, well, what, what's this now? And then later on in the match, Imperial comes down, and everybody just beat the shit out of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, so once again, we're now getting to the, okay, Paul Heyman maybe had a little hand in there to kind of, quote-unquote, soften up the champs before Night of Champions when Roman Reigns saw Sokoa take on Owens and Zayn for their titles. Um, but yeah, Balor and, and um, Priest getting the win was pretty big, even though it was underhandedly, you know, basically, you know, six on one, uh, or, you know, six on two, but it was a pretty decent, entertaining match. I gave it a B. All right. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I, I enjoyed it, you know, because now I'm looking forward to seeing the Judgment Day against Owen. But then you throw that Imperium in the mix, and, you know, could we see a triple threat tag team match for the title? You know, that's always a possibility. Um, I thought it was a really good match. I was surprised that... Um, Judgment Day got the pin. I thought it might have been, you know, maybe a count out or disqualification or something, you know, with Finn getting the pin on Sammy. And I, I just thought it was a really good match. Makes me look forward to seeing more of these type, type of these two guys going at it, these two teams uh, going at it somewhere down the road. I enjoyed it. I gave it a B plus. Hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, so overall, I mean, it wasn't as good as previous Raws that we've had the last couple weeks. Um, the ratings also show that as ratings were slightly down, um, from like 1.9 to 1.75, um, viewers, or 1.75 million viewers, not one and three quarters of a person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh... There weren't enough high spots to really give me a, to have me give it a decent grade or a good grade, I should say. Um, there were just a lot of average to above average, so I'm going to give it, you know, like that 79.4999, so it rounds up to 79.5, which rounds up to an 80. So the lowest B calculating possible um, to a very, 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 very high C+. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree. I gave the entire show a C plus as well. Um, wasn't, like you said, wasn't very many high spots. There were some things I enjoyed about it. You know, some things I, you know, really didn't enjoy. Uh, looking forward to next week with the contract signing with Becky and Trish and, you know, see where they're going to go with this um, Judgment Day, Kevin and Sammy thing. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next week. And also on Friday Night SmackDown, definitely looking forward to seeing what's going on with that. But yeah, I gave it a C-plus as well. Okay. And that's our Raw recap. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And But they probably won't enjoy it as much as they'll enjoy this segment of the show. My favorite segment of the show, it's Nuggies News. So, Greg, the floor is yours. All right. First and foremost, I want to send out a quick 
Um, couple quick health updates. Um, where'd it go? There it is. Here we go. Well, oh, excuse me. Had talked a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, about the health of Jerry Lawler. Um, and it is being reported that Jerry Lawler, he's hanging in there, but he's still struggling with his health. Um, for those of you that may not remember, don't know that, you know, Jerry King Lawler had a stroke, um, in February of 2023. I don't remember the exact date. I apologize. Um, was hospitalized, came home, quote unquote, rather quickly, but you know what, <laughs> the way insurances are these days, they don't keep you in a hospital for any longer than they have to. Um, they'll send you home and give you the home care that you need. And that's basically what's been going on with him. He's made, he made some quick strides, which left a lot, more, a lot of people, you know, encouraged that he'd be backing up around to the old, same old Jerry Lawler that he was. And, you know, right now that's not the case. He, he's still struggling healthy um, and still needs our thoughts and prayers for, for a full recovery. Absolutely. Um, I guess it's kind of a health update, also contract um, update. We've, we've seen in the past with WWE, with wrestlers um, that maybe aren't or aren't able to wrestle. And they, like with Rey Mysterio, I mean, he was out. He started with an injury and then... WWE decided they didn't have anything for him, and he just stayed at home for months and months and months, and they froze his contract to the point where he was never going to be able to wrestle anywhere else, so he came back, reconciled with WWE, and then aside two extensions since then. Um, other wrestlers were prevented from doing what they wanted to do. Um, but there, there's one thing that is being stressed. And I, I, you know, I'm not going to say I talked somewhere I, I heard from WWE anywhere or anything like that. But um, it is being reported that Randy Orton, whether he returns or he doesn't return, will be paid in full for the remainder of his contract due to the fact that he may never be able to, quote-unquote, do his job again. So there's no reason to punish him for having said injuries, preventing him from doing the one thing that he loves. Um, right. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I don't ever remember reading anything about others that had gotten injured and you know, had to retire, like, what happened with Edge? I mean, I know in, in professional sports, when you retire, you're, the team is not obligated to pay you the rest of your contract. So, I don't know. I mean, if, if Randy Orton were to come out on Monday Night Raw next Monday or the Monday after Night of Champions and say, hey, listen, you know, it's been a great, you know, time here in WWE and Loved you fans, but it it's over for me. I'm never going to be able to wrestle again. I, I don't know if that happened with Edge. Did his contract end right then and there, or did he get paid? I don't know. But 
I'm kind of thinking that because of this article, that that may be something that WWE does do. I, I can't see what John's typing out there. I don't know if that has anything to do with what I was saying or not. Well, yeah, the second comment did. <clears throat> Would you like to read it? Because I don't have my glasses and I can't read it. it well, his first comment says Saudi Arabia equals Mustafa Ali winning the Intercontinental Contenders match, not Apollo Crews or Johnny Gargano. And then he says, I hope Randy can return. I'd love to see him make it to 17 titles, but highly unlikely now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I will agree. Um, two other quick things. Um, now, this is nothing that has been reported. Nothing has been confirmed, but I saw somebody who had a snippet of the video, um, of the a video of the match with Raquel and Liv against Dakota Kai and um, Bailey, where Dakota Kai came in and squarely hit Liv Morgan in the head with a knee, and either it was a great acting job. Or she went loopy for a second. And I'm kind of thinking it was the second. Um, yep. It may very well could have been that Liv Morgan has a slight concussion from it. Um, and maybe that's, once again, this is just my speculation. Nobody has said it. Nobody's reported it. It's a nuggy exclusive. Um, but I would tend to think that maybe this, you know, not medically cleared is because you know what? You just got you just got your head kicked off of you on Friday. Let's give it a few days and then chill out and relax. We'll do something on Monday. We'll we'll see you in Saudi Arabia when when you feel better. Whether that's true or not, once again, that's kind of what like the fingers are pointing to. Right. Um there is, right now, if going into this new heavyweight tournament, um, when you saw the 12 competitors, what would you say the favorite to win the belt was going to be? Who was that going to be? Seth Rollins. Okay. There are little... Update on WWE being quote unquote hesitant to put the new title on Seth Rollins, and the main one of the reasons why, and it's kind of contradictory to his interview he just had, but Seth Rollins wasn't at Monday Night Raw because he was on the set of the new. Um, Captain America movie that they're doing, and he plays a character in that movie. So, who knows? This could, maybe this is a great success, and it wouldn't be the first time that in history it has happened to where a character in a movie has gone over so well that they kind of find more and more for this person to do in Hollywood in similar situations, i.e. Sasha Banks with The Mandalorian 
Now she's not wanting to do the full-time work that WWE has you do. So she can do NJPW and have the freedom to do other acting things. Um, so WWE is being a little hesitant putting this new title on Seth Rollins, hoping that, you know what, if we put this title on, what happens if he becomes just another part-time champion? Um, so just, just go ahead and pay attention to that. Um, I'm going to pose a little question to you. And it's a, which would you rather be? Okay? Okay. Which would you rather be? The wrestler that wins the inaugural WWE Heavyweight Championship or the wrestler that ends Roman Reigns' titles? Title reign. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I would like to be the one that wins the inaugural title for the world championship for Raw. Okay. The new belt. I think I'd like to be that one. Any particular reason why that over knocking off Roman Reigns, who's no? I just think it would. I think it would just you know for me personally. I think it would be, uh, well, no, not really. I was going to say a huge achievement, but it would be a huge achievement to beat Roman Reigns right now. So, kind of stuck between the shit and the sweat that's, there. That's so. what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, yeah it's uh, one of those things. Things to make you go, hmm. Right. Yeah, now I'll go with the Roman thing. Then I'll go with the guy to beat Roman. Okay. Um, and I would kind of, yeah, but see, John says being the first is always the best, but it, smack me in the head and call me an idiot, but we've had world heavyweight champions in the WWE before. It yep. would be, it, it's like when they had the, the new women's tag team champ. Well, they were no, they were women's tag team champions before. Sasha and Bailey weren't the first ever. So it's yeah, if you want to be the first ever, fine. Go back twenty five years. Right. Because the world heavyweight title is the belt that Edge had that he that he never lost, but was taken away from when he retired. Correct. Yep. No, it's not, in my opinion, John, it's not really number one. Um, but speaking of number one, we're going to do a number one independent reporter on the show. <laughs> um, Mr. Trivia, for some independent news. All right, before I get to my independent news, i got to make a couple of comments here on John's uh, qu uh, comments here. Okay. Uh, get back to Randy Orton with 17 titles. I think Randy would have to win the title two more times. I believe he's a 15-time champion. Some reason I thought he was 14. Oh, okay. I could um, be wrong, but go ahead. And then the Jumping Bomb Angels were better champions than these ladies are now. Well, yeah, kind of. But we'll get into that after I do my India report. Um, first of all, congratulations 
goes out to the new PAPW Tag Team Champions, Collusion. Uh, they are the new Tag Team Champions, which is uh, Ala Ding Ding and his Ala partner, Ding Ding. Little short fat guy, I think he's pretty funny. But um, So congratulations goes out to them. Um, Bash at the Brewery has been changed. They, they posted today on PAPW that due to the pending rain that is being called for Saturday, oh, they have so. pushed the show back to June 3rd. Ooh. And so okay. now PAPW is going to have two shows back-to-back, June 2nd where they have Recharged, and June 3rd where they're going to have Bash at the Brewery, and that will be at 190 River Road in New Haven. I didn't know anything about this until I read it today, so I didn't even know that the show was going to be outside. Well, yeah, it's at, um, a, it's at a brewery. Yeah. There's no place inside they could do it because, I mean, granted, I mean, it's not like a medical facility, but you still right. need a somewhat sterile environment because you can't get people's sweat and hair getting in barley and hops. Yep. Uh, Coliseum Pro Wrestling presents Course of Honor. June 9th at the Elks Lodge at 265 Main Street in West Haven, Connecticut. A couple of matches have already been signed. Maine Marbury versus Louis Leone. Tag team, the tag team of the Petrano brothers will square off against two former guests of the Top Rope Report, the Haven. So that should be an interesting match. And the Strong Will Championship. The strong will champion Chris Battle will defend against Nutrius X. That should be uh, yeah. a, a knockdown. That should be a knockdown. Both yeah. guys are very talented. Both guys are definitely championship material. So that's going to be a great match. A uh, general admission is twenty dollars. Doors open at seven. Bell time is at seven thirty. Uh, let's see. No, I think that's and, and then. You know, like I said, with the promotion that we're doing, that I've been doing each week, Ashley's Dream Ride will be will be September 9th from nine to eleven. Um, the motorcycle ride will start at Hubbard Park, and will end at the farm at the Center Hill in Marlboro, Connecticut. So you want to check that out? There's flyers now, posted all over Facebook. You, do you have for people that may not have any idea? Do you have information how you can get information or who to contact for more information? Oh, yes. I just, I just, uh, yeah, well, the, the yeah, I, I don't have it here with me, but the information is on the flyer. Uh, I should have wrote it down. I didn't think of it at the time, but, uh, okay. there is a flyer out there. Um, Ashley's dream ride.com. You can go give you, they'll give you all the information. They're going to have games and, you know, um, so it's going to be for a good cause. You know, the, the family that is uh, running the event, they lost their daughter some years ago and her, her main ambition was to be a veterinarian. And unfortunately she passed away and is not able to fulfill that dream. So a lot of the proceeds, hundred percent of those are going to be going to the care of animals and an animal shelter. So you definitely want to check it out. So but yeah, like I said, no, congratulations to Collusion, yeah. new PAPW tag team champions. I mean, we've seen them before, and you know they're not a bad tag team. And I guess it, it must have been their time. 
Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know. Um, and I did look it up. Randy Orton was the WWE or held the WWE chan- championship ten times and held the World Heavyweight Championship four times. <laughs> yeah. Um, then he also had the IC title once, the US title once. He was a World Tag Team Championship holder with Edge once. He was a Raw Tag Team Champion Riddle twice. Um, and he was a SmackDown Tag Team Champion one time with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. He won Money in the Bank in 2013. He was a two-time um, Royal Rumble winner in 2000 and 2017. Very, very wide victories apart. He yep. was the 17th Triple Crown Champion, the 10th Grand Slam Champion um, under current format. 18th overall, and then most importantly, he was a Slammy Award winner two times. Once <laughs> for hashtag of the year, hashtag RKO out of nowhere, and then once in 2000 for rivalry of the year against Edge. Yep. Yeah, he was also the youngest world heavyweight champion, that's true. Well, but that's that 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 that, that yeah. doesn't list here as a special achievement, right? Yeah, you're right, John. Three more times. I don't think Randy Orton's career is going to hold him back. He's going to have him win the title three more times. Yeah, so. unfortunately, I I'd have to agree with that. But yeah, so now we've got oh, Night of I, knew was, I knew there was something. Go ahead. It has to be United Champions anyways. We have United Champions coming up now, May the 27th, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Yep. It's gonna, uh, I mean, I believe there's, what, five matches? Four. Four, Four matches. officially, yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles in the championship of the uh, heavyweight tournament. Um, heavyweight inaugural world heavyweight championship. Um, Cody Rhodes with Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their undisputed tag team champions against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, and then Gunther defending the IC title against Mustafa Ali. Now, I read um, not too long ago, actually at around um, 5.15, that... They're going to have this, right now it is believed that the Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch storyline is going to be an extended one. And due to kids being involved, it is unlikely that there will actually be a contract signed for a match at Night of Champions. That's something that happened on Monday where maybe Trish decides that she doesn't want to face Becky Lynch. Um, with everything culminating eventually at SummerSlam. Because they don't, you know, internally it is not believed, quote-unquote believed, 
that Trish Trax and Becky Lynch should be wasted uh, on a Saudi Arabia show where they really don't like women wrestling anyways and save right. it for SummerSlam. Okay. And speaking of SummerSlam, uh, I happen to be scrolling through the pages today of uh, Facebook and one of the sites on there, I think it was comic comicbooksomething.com had a poster of SummerSlam 2023 of a tag team match of the Usos versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa at SummerSlam. And I was sitting there like, mm, I think I could get behind that. No, well, I, I guess, but I don't see how they would have a, a SummerSlam poster made up already. No, well, I mean, unless they just made it up, you know, Probably. I mean, those things aren't, yeah, I mean, those things aren't really that hard to make up. You can make up a poster, but, um. Oh, make one up for our show then. It's not that hard. Yeah. You got the right equipment, you can do it. Oh, so it is hard. Yeah. But you got the right equipment. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, the thing with Becky and. Trish, I mean, I can, I can see that. You know, I'd rather have that match at SummerSlam than have it at Night of Champions anyway, because A, like you said, why waste that on a place that really doesn't, is not interested in women's wrestling to begin with? And B, SummerSlam is a much bigger premium live event than Night of Champions. Right, and we, we but, I mean, <coughs> they have to put women on the card. We, we right. haven't had this breakthrough, quote-unquote breakthrough, with having women on the card to all of a sudden have a card out there with no women on the show at all. So this Friday, we've got to get something with Asuka and Bianca going over there. And then next Monday, if Trish and Becky aren't going to be there, then it better be Rhea against Natalia. Because we, we can't just have just not even just one women's match, maybe a women's tag team title match. We, we've got, we can't go, WWE can't go backwards. They need to press forward right. with this, with having yep. women on the card in Saudi Arabia. Right. And if they can't get Natalia and Rhea, I wouldn't mind seeing the tag team championship of, uh, well, I don't know the, the status of Liv Morgan, but I'm just saying. I wouldn't mind seeing the tag team championship with uh, Raquel and Liv versus Ronda and Shayna. Okay, I thought you were going to say Sony and Chelsea. <laughs> no, I mean I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. But you know, like I said, it depends on on the condition of Liv Morgan. If they, she's got a concussion, she might be out yeah, for a while. You know what WWE could always do is do a triple threat tag team match. This way, the champions don't actually get beaten, but they lose right. their titles. Yep. Because, you know, everybody gets participation trophy awards now in WWE. Right. And plus, if it's a triple threat tag team, it kind of protects Liv a little bit, too. You know, where Raquel can do most of the work. So. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we also have our first ever Top Rope Report Fantasy Draft coming up this Saturday at 6 p.m. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I definitely know who my first pick is going to be. And, 
with going over the rosters. It's uh, I think it's going to be interesting for all for all of those involved. Do you want to announce it or no? Why not? Because I'm not gonna. They just did the NBA draft, and there everybody knows who the first pick is there already. And that draft, well, the NFL, everybody always knows who's the first pick is going to be. Yep, and they get millions and millions of dollars too. So, money no, has nothing. Is, no, money has nothing to do with it. Well, they'll have to find out who trivia is going to make for his first pick on Saturday. So. But yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great time. Saturday, six o'clock. The top rope reports fantasy draft. If, if so I if I guess who it is, will you tell me I'm right? Yeah, but not on the air. Oh, then I'm not gonna ask. That that's bullshit. If you can't right, share it with if you can't share it with our audience, then right, you're just no no forget it no forget it. You want to be selfish? Oh, no no no. <laughs> yeah, you can guess who it is. Well, I'm gonna say Cody Rhodes. No. Oh, okay. And, and that's the truth. Okay. Nope. Not Cody Rhodes. All right. So. Because I'm not trying to like talk you into the pick, but once again, this is scoring is based. For those of you who don't know, I'll re-explain it. Scoring is based on wins. Gets you positive points. Losses get you negative points. Premium live event gets you more points than winning on TV, which gets you more points than winning on a live event. Cody Rowe, and then if you get make an appearance on a live sh- on on a TV show or a premium live event, you get points. Cody Rhodes shows up everywhere, and the man never loses. How could he not be the first pick overall? Whoever the second pick is right now, I forget off the top of my head, but if you don't take Cody Rhodes and they don't take Cody Rhodes, I'm just canceling. This will be the only year we do this fantasy draft. My my first pick in the top rope report fantasy draft will be Seth Rollins. All right. I mean, I think uh, other than this past Monday night, I think Seth shows up just as many times as Cody does. And he would have gotten an appearance. Now, this yep. is the thing. This is the thing I want to ask you. Now, that interview was in two segments, right? Yes. So, would it be wrong that would it be wrong if I were to say, okay, you made two appearances, but it still only counted as one for the show? No, you wouldn't be wrong. Okay, so like when they do Roman Reigns, he's in back and he talks to the wise man once, and then he come back and talk to the wise man again, and then they close out the show with Roman Reigns in the ring with the wise man, that's still only one appearance. Not three appearances? Oh, yeah. See? So that's something I really gotta put a 
you know, put thought to. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting for this draft. I mean, definitely looking forward to it. Like I said, in the previous weeks, you know, kudos goes out to the Nugster for taking time out of his day to, you know, put all this together. It's not, uh, wasn't an easy thing to do. So. I don't know where the draft order went. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know where the draft order went. I could have sworn it did it on this phone. Maybe it did it on this phone. That's the only issue about using multiple phones for our show. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. So you know who number two in the draft is? No. Mr. 24-7. Oh, okay. DJ gets second pick. Then Mrs. 24-7. Then Little Mug. Then Drew. Then me. And then the, sec- then the second round, it goes backwards. Yep. And then just keeps its snake. So, Trib gets yep. the first pick. But then he doesn't get another pick till 12. So, right. that's 11 superstars or tag teams that go off the board... Before you get your next pick. Yeah. So just to go over for everybody out there, we will be picking one. <clears throat> we will be we will be picking two men each from Raw and SmackDown, correct? Yes. Two women from Raw and SmackDown. Yes. One tag team from either yes. men or women, and then three utilities. Yes. Okay. And those are any superstars slash tag teams from either Raw or SmackDown. Okay. And you don't, Mike, I want to make this very clear. You don't have to go in any specific order where I have to choose my two Raw first, then my two SmackDown men, then my two Raw women. You do whatever you want. If there's three men... On Raw that you want before anybody else, then your first two picks couldn't be Raw, and then your next Raw pick would be your utility. What are your utility guys? Now for the three utility yep. people, can we pick them? Can we pick those three all at once? No, because you only make one pick. Okay. You only get one pick so, per round, unless it's a tag right. team. Then you're right. picking a tag team. Yep, but then that'll be two, and then you have one more pick for your third utility. No. Correct? No. no. A tag team is a tag team. I okay. take the Usos. That's one pick. All right. And if you pick a tag team, let's say let's say I pick Alpha Academy. Yep. All right. And then when I go to my utilities, I pick a tag team. Yep. Is that two picks? No, that's one pick. A tag team is one pick. You only get wins or losses if they wrestle as a tag team. You pick Ricochet and Braun Strowman. You don't get them for wins or losses if they fight as a singles competitor. But 
if you pick just Braun Strowman, you don't get any points or victory victories or losses when he's in a tag team, just an appearance. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, so if you wanted to pick Ivar, go ahead and pick Ivar, but you ain't going to get anything except for appearances um, right. when he fights in a tag team. If he, fought as an, if he fought in a singles match, then that's different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, like I said, that, uh, that fantasy draft will be held this Saturday, 6 p.m. Definitely want to, people out there definitely want to check us out. So, is there anything else you'd like to add tonight, Greg? Um, nope. Not that I can think of. Uh, and I guess I'm just going to throw this out there uh, before we leave. Uh, still, our thoughts and prayers are still going out to former WWF champion superstar Billy Graham, who's still, uh, you know, basically fighting on life support. I guess doctors still want to take him off it, so... We're gonna be keeping uh we're gonna keep be keeping a close eye on that story and uh you know our thoughts and prayers go out to to superstar Billy Grant and his family. Just as our thoughts and prayers go out to Jerry the King Lawler. So all right, so I wanna thank you everybody for tuning in this evening. We appreciate you, John. We appreciate your, your comments and uh you know, hopefully we'll we'll check you out on the show again in future weeks. So on behalf of the Nugs to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you all on Saturday.